The Hockey Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by GameTime. Snag the tickets without the stress. Use promo code CFBX on your first purchase to save $20. Download the GameTime app and use promo code CFBX. We're also brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. Play the Underdog Pick'em in college or NFL and went up to 20 times in one game. Plus, every Sunday, they're giving away $100,000. Use promo code SGPN at Underdog Fantasy for a 100% deposit bonus up to $500. We're also brought to you by VEASAN. Sign up now and save 40% off with their football season special when you use promo code SGP. VSIN.com slash subscribe, promo code SGP. Finally, we're brought to you by Hall of Fame Bets, the sports betting research platform for parlays, player props, and game lines. Download the Hall of Fame Bets app or visit hofbets.com. Use code SGPN to get 50% off your first month and start making smarter bets today. everybody welcome to the hockey gambling podcast on the sports gambling podcast Eric. my name is Tyler jenkins joined with our host we got ryan gilbert and joel meyer gentlemen how the hell are we doing tonight uh, i'm doing good the sun came out in philadelphia for the first time in what felt like a week here it went outside a nice brisk day i just ran some errands got my flannel out so i'm having a good time here yeah have you guys ever seen the white lotus series on hbo no nope. sounds no familiar. Yeah, it's it's a pretty hit series. It's, it's getting some uh, traction, but uh, people are telling me that the second season wasn't nearly as good as the first one. But uh, you know, I almost didn't even watch the second season, considering how panned it was. But uh, no, it's it's still pretty good. Like it, it basically follows these rich travelers, rich vacationers, you know, rich white people, and uh, basically mocks them for all their um, idiosyncrasies and their their their. There's complaints that make them seem entirely out of touch with reality. But uh, yeah, the second season is 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 very good. Of course, the second season is set in Italy, so I'm kind of biased in that respect because I do love any kind of movie or series set in the in the boot state. Um, yeah, it, 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 surprising, it, you know, considering how uh, they said you they were your German pals and then ended up not being. Yeah, we, we stick up for each other, you know. Uh, but no, the White Lotus, it, it's a great series, even the second season, despite what the the critics might tell you, it's it's very good. So I uh, highly recommend that. There, that's that's what I did last night. Watched a couple episodes of that one. And yeah, today has pretty been uh, it's been pretty mild, I guess. Uh, a bit rainy here, but uh, what can you expect? We're nearing October. This is, you know, we're, we're the, the summer days are over in Vancouver. It's time to prepare for another six, seven, eight months of fucking uh, gray clouds and and pouring skies. Dude, I feel you. You know, it's, it's a little windy here. It's it's still okay. You know, like Canadian standards, like a pair of pants and a sweater and you're laughing, you know, but it's a little bit windy, although it's supposed to be like fucking like 26 degrees in Toronto on Sunday, which is absolutely fantastic. Problem is I'm working, but whatever. Um, Yeah, I don't know. I, what did we watch? We're watching a show. We watch all these. I don't know how there is. Like, I'm not like a big, like crazy like, military guy or some shit, but like they got this new show. It's like the lioness and it's some like chick and she's like a CIA op or something like that. And honestly, it's pretty fucking cool. So we've been well, digging the Jewish one, right? Is she Jewish? I don't fucking know. Is I she? I thought that was in Israel. 
No, I said the lioness, not the lahiamness. What are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Maybe not. I'm pretty sure it doesn't. But um, no, it's good though. Yeah, we have you watched like a couple of shows like that. The Terminal List was great. The Jack Ryan one with the uh, Jim from The Office. Like I don't know. They're just they're they're all right. You just toss them on and just kind of eat a bag of chips and have a beer and relax. So that's good. Ron, you watching anything other than your vampires just sucking each other's dicks? Uh, we're cur- currently watching Sex Education on Netflix. The final series just came out, so we're rewatching the whole, whole series. <laughs> up are, to you lear- are you learning lots? <laughs> oh, I, I, I got my notebook out, taking notes every episode. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to be an expert. Yeah, I don't, I don't know about that. Also, I was walking past... Uh, what do they call it now? Not the Air Canada side. We're the least played. The Scotiabank Arena. And I saw all these like young kids, like maybe like in their like like 19 20 and shit and they're all like wearing this weird leather and i'm like yo it's just like it's like fucking nine inch nails playing or something what's going on here i didn't fucking know like that's not right me and so i asked i'm holding a beer and I asked the security guard i'm like hey who's playing he looks at me and he thinks i'm some fucking drunk you probably thought i was gonna piss on him you know just some fucking <laughs> loser but i'm like yeah who's playing he's like uh man skin and i'm like what he said, yeah, manskin. I'm like, <laughs> he said, I'm like, again, I was like, what? He said, manskin. I'm like, dude, I have no idea. who. Have you guys ever heard of this band, manskin? It's vague, vaguely possibly, but not really. I have no <laughs> fucking clue, yo. But I was like, what are these kids up to? He says, I haven't listened to it yet. I know I'm going to hate it. I know I'm going to think it's the stupidest fucking thing in the world. But you know what? Yeah, these kids, man, these kids need help. I feel like Beijing wings. Like honestly, I feel like our boy wings. Oh, update! My mom just texted me the fucking Blue Jays suck. Sheila, I don't know what you're talking about, but yeah, I agree with you. So let's go. Um, <laughs> all right, everybody, go check out the Sports Gambling Podcast our website. That's the place to be. Tons of stuff going on in the world of sports, baby. Uh, we got hockey preseason. I have yet to be able to watch the Leafs preseason game. I've been busy with work. We've been recording. I've been doing other shit, going out with the boys and stuff. But I, it's on my list. I want to get at least. One or two in before the fucking season starts. But anyways, preseason hockey's kicking ass. That's fucking sweet. Uh, what else is going on? Uh, maybe preseason. There's a big trade in the NBA. Uh, do we care? Do we care? We don't care. Not, do we not care? really, no. I haven't no? made a single bet in NBA yet. So, no. Okay, I mean, it's, well, it makes me like uh, Boston a little bit more. Maybe give me better odds for the Celtics to, to make the final and win the title. But other than that, not really. I, I am watching at least preseason game though right now they're they're up four to two um I, I, my, i'm fucking blind i can't see who's playing or not and, max uh, scored I, I saw okay well, you better if you're playing against a bunch of fucking nobodies you better fucking score jesus yeah. sabers are um, a bunch of nobodies well i know hey i'm i am pro buffalo saber starting two nights ago okay yeah, <laughs> thor says one nice word to you and all of a sudden you're uh saber sympathizer Nobody else ever says anything fucking nice to me, all right? So, yeah, okay. That's what it takes. Sick of getting shit on all the time from you assholes. So, yeah, all right? Fucking right. So, let's go Sabres, baby. Fuck yeah. Um, what else? We got college football popping off. NFL. I don't, I'm don't. i debating whether this game tomorrow is going to be good or not. Lions, Packers. I feel like it could be. Jordan Love's been, like, he's been fine. He's been fine. And then, like, Detroit, you know, they're big expectations this year. They've been fine, too, I guess. So, I don't know. We'll see how that goes out. But, anyways, tons of stuff going on in the world of sports. But, Ryan, baseball. We're one day closer to baseball playoffs. Any update oh. whatsoever? 
What's going on here? Phillies clinched last night. They were ha- having, having a party. They got a big uh, hangover lineup today, and they're now winning again today. So just, uh, you know, just keeping it rolling. Phillies are, are making the World Series. Not sure if they're going to win it, but they are, are going to make it. So uh, get your bets in now. Okay. All right. And then, uh, Joel, anything going on in the world of tennis? No, I'm just fucking with you. Uh, <laughs> Do you guys have have any golf bets? I have a few uh, Ryder Cup uh, profit Fucking Europe, it's everything possible except for fucking my boy Brooks Kepka. Simple as that. I'm heavily invested in Europe as well. Uh, yeah, I even got a, a one-to-one bet with the guy Pauly in the Discord. Uh, oh, yeah. He, yeah, he sent me some money. Or he's going to send me some money when Europe wins. Um, so, yeah, heavily invested in Team Europe. They just got, you know, Rory's going to do it. You know, he's going to show up when it's not a one-on-one competition. It's it's it's, uh, it's a different kind of stakes for him. He doesn't have to worry about Sunday and going down the, the final stretch when he always fucking fails to make a putt, whatever. But he, he can he can win a matchup. And then, of course, we got John Rahm, Victor Hovland. We, we got some depth, too. Seb Straka, my boy. Uh, oh, yeah. yeah, we're, we're, we're going to crush... Uh, we crush those Americans. I oh, still nice. fucking hate Rory so goddamn much. And you know what? I'm sure Polly will pay because he's well, not like an asshole. Me too, but we're on his team this week, damn it. Let's I go, know. Rory. I know. I can't cheer for him, though. I really can't. <laughs> he's going to be I playing know. on every freaking day. He's going to like, <laughs> shoot I more know. shots than anyone else. It sucks ass, bro. But anyways, I'm sure Polly will pay. You know, he's not like one of those assholes from, you know, Massachusetts and Boston. The only thing worse than an <laughs> asshole from fucking Boston is a guy that you think's from Boston. Turns out this whole time he's been from fucking New Hampshire. So Yeah, exactly. Right. So I honestly yo, I can't Joel, can you as a Canadian, can you name a single city in New Hampshire? I am actually Old pretty Ham- good at geography, but I cannot actually That's Old Hampshire. I, I, I can name one. Old can Hampshire. <laughs> I don't fucking know. <laughs> <laughs> right, can you Hampshire. Name one? No, I can't. Oh, so they're, what they're, is uh, it? I, I just looked up their capital. Concord is their is their capital. The land of um um, oh, what's the what's Concord? that poet? Uh, Ralph like Ralph Ralph Waldo Emerson and um uh Toro, the the, the old hippies of the 18th or 19th century. There, they 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 were big in in Concord there. So yeah, big big hippie, old school hippies. The original hipsters were in Concord. So that that's what New Hampshire's got going for them. That's Apparently Manchester is, is the largest city there. So just guess guess Manchester for any any country and you'll probably be, be right. Just Are guess old fucking... uh, English cities and then yeah. you'll, you'll find something in New England. Uh, fucking Manchester's in England, yo. What are you even talking about? You guys are Did they did they even call it New Manchester? Or they just called it Manchester again? Just Manchester. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck? Yo, I think I hate New Hampshire. Like <laughs> All right, anyways, go check out the Sports Gaming Podcast Network website. That's my sweet. Tons of stuff going on in the world of sports. Uh, <laughs> oh, God. Read the articles. Everybody does a kick-ass job of the articles. Ryan's banging shit out left, right, and center. Go fucking read his shit. If you listen to this, go read his shit. I shouldn't say shit. Go read his gold. Go read his gold, baby. His gold is silver and gold it's unbelievable so hell yeah go read ryan stuff he's an absolute fucking beauty he's killing it out there so we should go check that out all the information that you need for nhl leading up into the season he has best bets for each conferences he has a lot of good shit going on there man so be sure to go or conferences divisions what am i even talking about whatever anyways go check it out uh and listen to the other shows everybody on the other shows do such a kick-ass job we're not just saying that. i know people give me shit for that. i mean it bro like 
a lot of effort goes into this stuff, and including our show too. We put a lot of effort into it too. So first of all, listen to our stuff, and then second of all, listen to everybody else's stuff. All right. So that's how that should go. Shout out to everybody at the SGPN, whatever. Uh, and shout out to all our friends, pals in the Discord, man. Discord's doing its thing. Uh, BBC, our boy BBC had a big day in preseason NHL yesterday, so that's worth noting. Uh, I know a lot of guys are tracking him, so hell yeah, that's awesome to see. Let's keep that shit rocking and rolling. Uh, but that's the kind of shit you get in the Discord, man. You get good discussions. You get people fucking winning bets. You get people losing bets. But when they lose bets, they actually tell you. And that's that, that's important, too. So fucking right. That's cool. Shout out to all my friends and pals in the Discord. Uh, if you're not in the Discord, first of all, you're not making money. Second of all, if you want to get in there, reach out to myself or Ryan on Twitter. We'll be sure to point you in the right direction. Or you can go to fucking New Hampshire and I don't fucking know. Just see if you can get – what do they got? They got they got something good. They got, like, good phone service or something. You get some good phone service in New Hampshire. Call up our boy Joel Meyer. He'll fucking tell you how to get in the Discord. That's You cool. missed out. No, you missed it. You said, uh, talk to me in Italian, and then uh, you'll get me uh, spinning right away, <laughs> and I'll be right there to show you how to get on the Discord. Hey, what the fuck? <laughs> Where's the cool? Let's fucking go. I'm walking here. Hey, Tony. Hey. Hey, over right. here, look at oh. Hey, hey, Jolly, Jolly. It looks like Ryan's wearing a Ryan shoes. Ryan went full jersey there. <laughs> it looks like it looks like Ryan's wearing a shoes. Ryan, give me <laughs> your fucking shoes. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, yeah, I, I, I would rather see lose. I would rather see losing tickets in the Discord than winning tickets. Show us your losses. Be fully transparent. That's what it's all about in there. And make sure you're subscribed to the Hockey Gaming Podcast. Only a Flyers fan. Yeah, no kidding. I, he went from Jersey <laughs> to straight Philly, like uh, wishing uh, losing bets and uh, yeah, horrible show, sweats. Show me your losing tickets. Just show me your tears. And uh, yeah, subscribe to the podcast. Leave us a uh, rating and review. Not necessarily five stars. However many stars you think. Let us know what you think about us, and we'll have read it at the end of the show if we get any new ones. And follow us on Twitter at hockey sgpn. Gabagool. All right, a little bit of news coming out of probably the least Italian place ever. Bit of a transition here coming from Calgary, Alberta, baby. We got some new news. Uh, Mikel Backlund uh, signs an extension with the uh, with the Calgary Flames. This guy's been there forever, man. Let's face it. He's like, been a journeyman with the Flames, which is awesome to see. There were some words that he said last year. He's one of the guys that said, fuck this. Get me the hell out of this goddamn place. But you know what? They were able to mend some fences, and this is a good sign for the Calgary Flames going forward. Joel brought up a great point when we were going through the division previews and out there, and he brought up a great point when it came to Calgary, saying, like, fuck yeah, this team, you know, they got turnaround. We got to keep these guys from leaving, and this is a great start. They're able to sign uh, back then to a two-year, $4.5 million contract. Uh, he's making $5.35 million this year, and he was named captain of the Calgary Flames, which is very important following the steps of the likes of, you know, uh, Jerome McGinley. I guess I guess Dion Phaneuf was never the captain there. Right? I guess Iggy would have been the captain when he was there. But still, Lanny McDonald, there's some fucking great captains in the history of the Calgary Flames, yo. So, hell yeah. Good for Backlund. Good for uh, good for Calgary as an organization. You know what? Good for Flames fans. Because for a while there, last year, let's face it, the sky was fucking absolutely falling. And uh, this is the kind of shit that they need uh, to get everybody pointing in the right direction to turn over a new leaf this season. Yeah, this, this is great for Calgary. You know, getting some stability there, getting getting a new captain, first captain since uh, Giordano left there. So, 
yeah, getting a new coach, getting a new voice in the room, new new leadership. And this is, you know, typically what you see a captain. He's been there since he was 19 when he when he made his debut the t- 2009 season. Now it's 2023. He's, he's 33 going on 34. So, yeah, this is someone that, you know, has been there. He's been through the ups and downs and knows how to kind of navigate things. And this is fantastic for Calgary. We said it during the uh, their, their preview episode. You know, they, they got rid of Toffoli. They got rid of Sutter. But, you know, this is this is the group they have now. And maybe now Lindholm will sign, maybe the other guys, you know, will, will want to stay in Calgary. So this, this could be the, the, the start of something for big there. Yes. The, the flames have been the team that I paid the most attention to other than of course the avalanche and the, the, the Canucks um, naturally, but uh, the, the, the flames have been the most interesting team to me because I, I wanted to really like them again, but it all depended on uh, these guys resigning and, and buying into this, this season. I didn't want to back a bunch of bums who gave up. Uh, they just want out after the season. But this isn't a sign that uh, this this core is coming back and they're going to be all in. I expect this to be the first domino to, domino to fall. Um, I don't expect Hannafin or Lindholm to be anything less than 100% going into the season. So this is massive news. I added more Flames futures. I'm heavily on this team now. Uh, this, this is a team that could be uh, right in the mix for the cup even. Um, but at the same time, we also have to remember, uh, we, we have to recall that that uh, Jacob Peltier w- went down uh, uh, yes. last oh, night's no. game. So he's going to be up for the season, most likely with a shoulder injury. Going to have to get surgery on that. That's tough. Uh, <laughs> personally, selfishly, glad they didn't make any Calder bets on him uh, when I was thinking about it. But uh, yeah, that sucks. Heartless. But, uh, we're a betting podcast. I gotta ex- <laughs> explain the the betting ramifications. Um, but uh, yeah, he, he that was more like a high potential kind of thing. Like he uh, Peltier not not making the team or whatever isn't gonna make or break this team. So we don't even okay. know what number this kid wears for Christ's sakes. It's not <laughs> the end of the world. <laughs> good good one. Uh, also, the assistant GM unfortunately uh, is in a coma That's, now. I think. Yeah. Uh, Chris, Chris Snow, yes. Um, so that sucks. So it's, it's a wild 24-hour cycle here for the Flames fans. Like uh, last night, I was reading that, that Balkan was likely to extend, so everything was looking up. Then all of a sudden, today they get some rough, uh, rough news there. So yeah, the the, the Flames are. Um, look, this this team has been um, pretty fortunate with the injuries the last couple of years. So maybe it's it's natural to expect some regression and we get in preseason. That's a bit unfortunate, but uh, that's how these things go. You know, you, you can't be too healthy for too long. That, that's how it goes. So, uh, but yeah, going forward, this is a very deep team. I'm, I'm really loving the flames, especially now that Backlund's buying in now being named captain as expected. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm still in on this team. Hopefully they don't uh, suffer five or six more injuries before December. Calgary Flames, fucking way she goes. That's all you got to say, baby. Uh, <laughs> all right. Uh, all right. All right. All right. Yeah, uh, I'm with you on that one. Ryan, let's go. All right. We're, we're brought to you by Game Time. Buying tickets to your favorite event shouldn't be stressful. Game Time is the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all the sports, music, comedy, and theater near you. With clear deals on last-minute tickets and their best price guarantee, you can stop stressing over the tickets and start getting hyped for the fun you'll have. Uh, game time app experience is great. They have flash deal to last minute tickets, easy to find and buy tickets for every kind of event. And you get the images of the seat view. So you know exactly what to expect when you arrive Buy tickets in a matter of seconds, tickets are sent directly to your phone. So you don't have to dig through your email. 
So snag the tickets without the stress with GameTime. Download the GameTime app, create an account, and use code CFBX for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code CFBX for $20 off. Download GameTime today. Last-minute tickets, lowest price, guaranteed. And Underdog Fantasy uh, has a way to play alongside your favorite football team all season long. You can win up to 20 times your money in a single game by going 5 for 5. And until October 4th, Underdog is matching 100% of first deposits up to $500. And they're giving away $100,000 every Sunday, $10,000 to 10 people this week. A total of 2 million prizes all season long. So watch along, make your picks, and maybe make a little cash over on Underdog's mobile app or website, underdogfantasy.com. And when you sign up the promo code SGPN, Underdog will double your double your first deposit of up to $500. That's Underdog Fantasy, promo code SGPN. Fuck, yo, I'm not going to lie. I got to piss so bad. And I'm just waiting for you to get through those million ad reads so we can start this fucking segment. Should have went have- during them. Well, I sh- you're right. I should have. I just want to get what I do. Amateur. Throw it over to you guys that I can go after. But um, all right, we're gonna rock and roll with our fucking division previews. We're keeping it going. We just finished up the central division. It was absolutely electric. We're moving on to a pretty fucking good division here. If I could say, so you better not be taking a piss right now because I got a piss really bad. <laughs> oh, in this case, okay. Uh, we're done. No, I'm talking to my girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> We're moving on to the Atlantic Division. Uh, the Atlantic Division is absolutely electric. She's going to the bathroom, so I'm really trying to kill right now. God fucking damn it. Uh, this division is absolutely sick, and I'm not just biased saying that. There's tons of great teams in here. We're going to be getting into it. Uh, first two teams we're going to talk about, as of course, we're going on the lower end of the spectrum. First team we're going to talk about is the Montreal Canadiens. La Habitat de Montreal, de Montreal, et Blue Blanc et Rouge. Uh, this team was absolutely fucking horseshit last year. There's no absolute way around that. They were fucking terrible. Uh, to me, I'm not going to lie. It kind of seemed like they were sitting, guys. And man, I'm going to say, I'm not against that. I'm all for it. If you're at the bottom of the books, fucking tell your, oh, your elbow hurts. Guess what? You're out for five weeks. Like, I'm all for that. To me, there's nothing wrong with that. But it seemed like everybody in their mums was injured last year. Or everybody in Le mums was injured last year for the Montreal Canadiens. Uh, so I'm... I'm, I'm, we talked a little bit about this before the show. I'm a little bit higher on this team than maybe everybody else. But anyways, Mr. Joel, take it away. I'm taking a piss. Sure, man. Um, uh, yeah. <laughs> First of all, we'll extend the segment since Talon's taking a break. Uh, one more note about the, the Flames is that one more advantage of, of betting these futures is that when, when you see a guy get signed and you can connect the dots, like if, if Backlund's being signed, he's being named the captain, there's a good chance that Lindholm and Hannafin are going to come back. I mean, it's not 100%, but there's a pretty good chance. So the odds aren't going to reflect that right away, as opposed to like in a game, if a starting goalie is being announced out or if a star player is being announced out, the odds will reflect that in five, ten minutes. But a futures, though, though the market doesn't reflect that for uh, days even uh, as, until the money gets into the market because it, 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 it's an illiquid market. It doesn't have the same kind of limits as a, a game day game does. So uh, that's just another little lesson for people to pay attention to. Um, so yeah, uh, as for the Canadians, we're going Do you know here. What, what the price for the flames you got was like to make the playoffs. I did not met them to make the playoffs. I got 93 and a half was my point total. And I bet them for the Pacific plus eight fifty, but nearly 45 to one and Ooh. Western conference, 16 to one. Okay. So yeah, pretty yeah, good prices I'm, there. 
yeah, yeah. Flame, they, they, they will be shorter than that, hopefully, especially once the team gets rolling early in the season with a new coach. Hopefully this guy doesn't fuck things up, but uh, it's, hard, it's hard to not do uh, much better than uh, Daryl Sutter left the team. So anyway, as for the Canadians, yeah, Mark Bergevin left them all right mess to clean up after going heavy on his asset and cap spending for years, trying to stay competitive for as long as possible. That's why... 2022 was never supposed to be anything more than what it turned out to be a kind of experiment see what kind of qualities their kids have see what kind of coach mark tan st louis is and finally get another high draft pick uh town mentioned all the injuries uh some of them are legit maybe some of them are a bit uh exaggerated but uh, at the same time it doesn't matter that they, they, they were one of the most um they missed uh most man games lost in the in the, in the whole league um but positively, Cole Caulfield took another step forward as a goal scorer, scoring 26 despite missing half the season. Kirby Doc had a nice bounce back after being traded from Chicago. And they found two highly promising young defensemen in Caden Gula and Arbor Zekai straight out of Costco. Uh, St. Louis has stuck with his aggressive, more fluid tactics, and the younger players in particular seem to flourish in them. Then um, a they were rewarded for their their suffering by getting the fifth overall pick. So altogether, 2022 has to be called a success, given what the Habs are working with. And uh, yeah, this is how uh, this is how championship teams are made. You know, it, it doesn't happen overnight. It happens uh, five years past. So maybe five years from now, where we're talking about the Habs as a contender. And uh, if so, then yeah, I would consider this uh, 2022 season a success in, in the long term. Yeah, I, I guess, I mean, it kind of has to be. They weren't trying to make the playoffs. They they saw what they had in, in a few players there with, you know, Caulfield getting hurt halfway through the year. You said they found those two defensemen, which is going to be huge for them, and then getting, getting Ryan Backer in the draft where we'll talk about their offseason. But, yeah, the Canadians weren't expected to do too much last season, and they, they really didn't. I mean, Nick Suzuki was another decent year. He's, he's still kind of in his prime. Kirby Doc showed something after that trade. Mike Hoffman was decent for them. Uh, Mike Matheson was decent for them. They had, had a few few veteran guys to chip in here and there. So yeah, I think I think they still have a, a good young core. It's just a matter of trying to build around it. Yeah, I I agree, man. Like last year, there's no other way around it. It was beautifully ugly. You know, it's about as ugly as you can get. But that's exactly what this team wanted. You know, they you want to build. And I, this is I know I'm going against my rhetoric with the likes of Chicago when they got like a Bedard and stuff and I want them to instantly be good. This is the exact opposite. Canadians, be shit until you're fucking ready to go. And I think it's going to be sooner, man. Like there's fucking talent on this team, yo. Nick Suzuki, seven years at $7.8 million. Absolutely insane. Cole Caulfield, eight-year extension at $7.8 million. Julie Touchdown. This is a guy that I'm not going to lie. I think he's going to be over 40, potentially. I don't want to jinx it. Maybe this is a hot take. But I think Cole Caulfield could get 50. Like, if all things go well, like, he has the enough skill to do it. He's a fucking, what did he get last year? Like, 24 goals in, like, less than fucking 48 games or some shit like that. So, I could see 26. It 26. Yeah, he's got the skill, man. Don't fucking sleep on this kid. And is there a better guy from a young, skilled fucking forward to learn from than Martin St. Louis, for Christ's sakes? Something to be said for that. Uh, Kirby Doc, uh, sleeper. I love Kirby Doc. He's an absolute killer. The additions of Alex Newhook. Obviously, we'll talk about it a bit further on. But last year, it's like we said, it was it was beautifully ugly, man. They they they, they lost with a purpose, if there is such a thing. But I don't know. You know, the, the, it kills me to say it, but it, honestly, it doesn't. Because I want 
I want to see like Leafs, Habs, Ottawa all strong at one point. You know, I just want to have good games, and that, that that hasn't been a thing that we've been able to see when it comes to these teams over the past 20 years or so. Either one team's good, one team sucks, you know, so or a handful of the three, whatever. But, yeah, the Caden Gooley, Arbor Jacket, they found some absolute stugs in there. Those guys will be on the back end for a long time coming in Montreal. Uh, and, I, I don't know, last year sucked, but uh, uh, we'll, we'll get into how we feel about this year coming up, you know. Beautifully ugly. That's a nice way to describe montreal in general these days with their their nightlife and whatnot uh i kind of like that description of the city as a whole not not so much the team is just the, uh, the montreal nightlife like beautifully ugly it's, uh, it's the best place for like the strippers and whatnot but you also get like the catholic cathedrals and you get the you know when you're, you're stumbling your way out of a nightclub and then all of a sudden you get uh awed by this uh, massive cathedral in front of you it's a beautiful beautifully cuisine. ugly Beautiful cuisine. Don't get me wrong. The food there is fa- it all looks like shit, but it tastes fantastic. Right, right. Uh, yeah. After uh, as for their off season, uh, pretty busy. Pretty pretty off. Pretty busy off season for Ken Hughes. Highlighted by trading for Alex Newhook from Colorado, somebody who should get more playing time in Montreal and definitely could use a change of environment after hitting a kind of plateau in Denver. Uh, I think we picked him 16th overall, something like that. High expectations, but um, he didn't really meet them. Um, but, yeah, we they also signed uh, Cole Caulfield to what should prove to be an outstanding contract, getting him an under $8 million for a year for eight years. Massive discount after he's proved himself to be a legit goal scorer the past couple seasons. They also brought back Sean Monahan for another year, who uh, played better in Montreal in a more sheltered role than his old Calgary days. Finally, they made out nicely in the Eric Carlson deal, ridding themselves of Mike Hoffman's contract and requiring a second rounder, a competent backup in Casey DeSmith, who was then switched to Vancouver. These are like my old notes. I'm, I'm adjusting on the fly here. J.T. <laughs> Miller. Hey, was that, that J.T. Miller? No, J.T. Miller. What the fuck are you talking about? No, it was for the uh, what's what his name? Tanner Pearson. Pearson. Tanner yeah. Pearson. There you yeah. go. What yeah. am I talking? Over here. Yeah, right. Uh, so yeah, altogether, very auspicious start to the reign of Kent Hughes in Montreal. He's he's done wonders considering the the hell that Mark Bergevin has left them in. So we're giving them an A minus for this offseason. Yeah, I'm not sure if we go A minus, but it was it was it was good. They basically said, you know what, players you don't want, send them our way. We have the cap space to take them or retain it, and then if they have to trade them out like they did with the Smith, they did that and they got back a a veteran piece that you know be decent in the bottom six and Tanner Pearson, maybe trade him at the deadline to a team needing veteran, veteran depth, like a sixth round pick. Yeah. It's just, you know, making, making use of every, every dollar you have, every, every asset you have. Yeah. I was doing research for my Atlantic division article uh, earlier and I was looking at, at this core, like Suzuki's good. Caulfield's good. I think Gallagher's still pretty good. I know he's, he's, he plays the type the, the game, the type of way with that, you know, that, that pest should age pretty well. Josh Anderson. I like that. Had a few I'm good sure years. Kirby Docks, you know, up and coming. New hook, getting a fresh start. Joel mentioned Monahan, you know, played well under two million cap hit. Like this team ha- has has some players, so it's 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 surprising to see them, you know, as low as they are. But also at the same time, I understand it. Like their defense isn't great. Very young. You, you, just because Gooley had had one good year doesn't mean he's going to be a stud now. It's a, it's a matter of still a learning process with all of them. So still still a good offseason overall. Definitely like a, a B or, or a B plus. This team as a total, the uh, the offseason obviously is is absolutely massive, but it's just a fucking 
it's the recipe for doing things right, you know? And, like, you look at the guys that they did lock up this year, like we talked about, Nick Suzuki, Cole Caulfield, Cole and shit. Suzuki's 24, Caulfield's 22. This team's probably ready to contend in, what, three years or so? Well, guess what? These guys are still 27 and 25, you know? They're, they're doing it right. They're building people. They're surrounding people. They're fucking doing it the way it's supposed to be. This young talent, the decor, similar thing. They're they're younger. Uh, this offseason proved to me one thing. It said, yeah, we're still intending to be shit next year because simply look at their goaltending. If they were intending to contend this year, they wouldn't be going into the season with fucking Jake Allen and Samuel Montemblot, okay? So it's as simple as that. Obviously, you know, the Carey Price, long-term injury reserve. Chances are you've probably seen the last of him in the NHL. It's a sad story. Um, but, uh, dude, I'm fucking... I don't know. I, I want to see this team do well. They're doing things right. They're doing things properly. I got a bet with my boy Dom at work. He's a bit, he's a Habs fan, eh? This fucking 50-year-old fucker. He's a massive Habs fan. We got a bet that Montreal won't make the playoffs in the next three years, including this season. So this year, next year, the year after that. So we'll see how that goes. It's, no, that's a future. I don't, uh, I don't have anything lasting that uh, long. I, I, I think you're good. Yeah, I don't know. We'll see. You never. What the way I see with the other teams increasing, Buffalo is getting better in the division as well. Ottawa is trending in the right direction. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's interesting. He, but I, I'm not trying to disparage on Montreal here. I think they're doing things the proper way. Ryan, I kind of cut you off or interrupted you a little bit there. I, I like Brandon Gallagher. I know he takes a lot of shit from people around the league. Um, yeah, always oh, he's, he's you know he's not a great offensive player. He's a fine offensive player, and he's a fucking greasy motherfucker and you can't ask for anything more than that this guy has given his life to montreal and i, I know the habs fans everyone's that i've talked to have loved him i don't know if that's the case for the majority of them but the few habs fans that i do talk to they say they like him and at 6.5 million dollars who gives a shit that's a guy that can teach these younger players coming up you know um well, I will, okay, I'll end it there because we're going to get into to next season predictions so hell yeah let's i'm not going to say let's go habs because i'll never say that but montreal you're a team they're a team. Yeah. <laughs> the, and the Canadians do have some talent on the roster, but it's it's mostly raw. It needs to be cooked a little longer. So we can expect uh, the same sort of season as the last one, but um, they, they might be a little better. Uh, but so are Ottawa, Buffalo, likely Detroit, making a stacked division even tougher to be competitive in. So they have to be watching, mining their prospects, hoping the likes of Gula, Zekai, Justin Barron, and, uh, you know, the five, six other young guys pan out into solid uh, NHL players. Um, Caulfield continues his toward goal-scoring pace. Suzuki grows into his role as captain. He's a, he's one of the youngest captains in the league, if not the youngest at this point. Um, maybe even that Montembault proves to be a legit start in this league. That's not out of the question. He's been playing <laughs> fairly well. No, he's considering <laughs> who he's been playing behind. Like, what are we talking the, about? You're not starter in the league. He could be. He's still young. He's playing behind a bunch of scrubs for he's defense. And, uh, I don't 26? know. <laughs> uh, I, I, I thought he was younger than that, too, but he's 26. All right. Well, still, he, we, we've seen goalies turn better when they get better players in front of them. Just look at Linus Allmark. Um, anyway, they will also be looking for more of an impact from last year's number one overall pick, Dury Silfkowski, who only had 10 points in 39 games. But he... I know this one. He's still only 19. He already has the size and the tools, just needs to put it all together. So, yeah, successful season for the 2023 Habs is seeing these prospects develop, mature, be competitive, and try to build uh, something of a winning culture while being aware you've still got a lot of work to do. Still some 
Bergevin's mess to clean up. And uh, yeah, just uh, one year at a time. I think the Habs will be great in four or five years from now, but uh, it, it's a long way to go till then. Uh, so yeah, as for betting, we're going to go with the, we're still going to take the over because it did set at six, nine and a half, seven and a half. I would take the over on those numbers. Uh, we have them at 74, 72.4. Those are, that that's my only bet on the, on the Canes here. Just uh, I think that they can be a little bit more competitive than the market rates them. So yeah, over seventy and a half points would be uh, my bet for the Habs. Uh, very well said. Yeah, I, I pretty much agree with with pretty much all of that. I, I was trying to fi- find a bet for them for my article and I ended up going with you know worst record at, at plus seven fifty. I think this team it could you know bottom out if if Caulfield gets hurt, if they get a, a injury up front if they're they don't have a, a good good you know decor there you're gonna go through some growing pains and their goals goaltending situation is just awful so they could end up losing games 5-4 they can, they can score but they can't defend so i i think the canadians are gonna do better than the general consensus i think they have a good chance to do better but they also have a decent chance to you know just completely bottom out again you could see could see them going for the tank and you know maybe you know some of those semi-injuries resting guys or or sending guys down even though they can probably play in the nhl because they're tanking they're, they're looking three to four years down down the road so i could see them trying to bottom out this year to your point to your point betting the what was it a plus 750 you said on yeah. mm-hmm Worst record, that's better than betting the under because this team could absolutely bottom out. Uh, the the roster is still not good. So I'd rather bet that than the under if you want to go um, on fading the Canadians. So, yeah, I kind of agree with, with you on that. I, I just think that uh, if you want to go over under, I, I would lean to the over just because there is a lot more upside for this team yeah. than um, than the market uh, maybe says. Uh, it, yeah, go ahead, Don. Am I taking crazy pills right now? I I could be like this could be the most wrong take I've ever had in my life to be honest with you. Pass like, for the cup? No, no playoffs. No, 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 no. Let's pump the brakes there. But like, I just I just look at this team like on paper, and like if they're healthy, I don't like seventy and a half points. Are you fucking kidding me? Nick Suzuki, Cole Coffey, Brendan Gallagher. Josh fucking Anderson, Leafs killer. Uh, Christian Dvorak, fucking Kirby Doc, Alex Newhook, Sean Monahan, who's revitalizing his career. Guy was fucking almost. He had 17 points last year in like what, like 24 games or something. The year before that in Calgary, he only had like fucking like 24 points in the entire year. You know, first overall pick last year, Yuri Slavkovsky. Uh, you know, we talked about it. He's a bit of a veteran player. He's a little bit older, but still, you need players like that. David Safard, uh, noted. David, definitely not Yuri Slavkovsky. Fucking Rinback. You know, if he ends up playing or not, I doubt it. But we'll see. Caden Gooley, Arbor Jack guy, goaltending suspect. Of course they are. Chris Weidman. Like, I don't see a, I don't see the worst team in the NHL here. Like, I'm sorry. I just don't like naming all those guys. I don't see how this team, unless they purposely try to be just absolutely fucking awful, which under a coach like Martin St. Louis, I just don't see that from an integrity point of view that he would allow that to happen. I'm sorry, man. I I kind of like this team a little bit more than you guys do. I don't like them for the worst record of plus 750. I like them for the over on the points total at 70 and a half. Are you fucking kidding me? Um, <laughs> just going through what I look. I'm not trying to do this to take a shot, but I'm just thinking off the top of my head. Like, I look at this team's talent and compare it to a team. I'm sorry, Ryan, but like Philadelphia, I think this team's better than Philly for fuck's sakes. Like, I, I, I agree. I, that's, 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 yeah, completely. Right? That's what I'm saying. So, like, just – I. I they have no defense. They can't defend. They have and, no defense. They have no goaltending. Yeah. 
Yeah. Don't get me wrong. But, like, there's nothing wrong with winning game 7-5, you know? Like, let's fucking go here, man. If that's what it takes, you're right. It's going to be... I, I hate to pump my own tires here, but I think beautifully ugly is the right thing to say here, man. It's it's fucking beautiful. You look at this offense, it's like, what the fuck? And then you look at everything behind the red line, and you're like, what are we doing here? But I don't know. I, I, don't, I don't hate this team. I mean, I do hate this team, don't get me wrong. But I don't hate what I'm looking at, you know? So I think that... Uh, Oh, the over 70 and a half. I might even, I don't do futures. I might even just fucking bet that, to be honest with you. It's also looking at the other teams in the division. I mean, maybe we'll revisit yes, this yes. take after we go through the whole division. But like, even the Red Wings we're talking about next, they are a much better team and, and they're seventh in the division. But uh, Cole Caulfield, yeah, he had 26 goals in 46 games last year on pace for 40 something. Over under total is at 32 and a half. Over is minus 125. You can get plus 450 for him to score 40. There's also a uh, head-to-head, Caulfield versus oh. Marner. Plus 450 for Caulfield to hit 40 goals. Yeah, I, I like that. Oh, my God. Yeah. Joel, okay, Tom, no? Tom, Tom. What? Look, you have to think about these things probabilistically, right? Uh, plus 750 implies less than a 12% chance. I think that there's a more than a 12% chance that they do finish bottom. So, yeah, there's a there's a, a plus EV bet, as they say, for them to finish bottom. But I also agree with you that I like, in terms of the over-under, I do like them to exceed 70 and a half points. I like them to get 71 points or better. So, uh, and in a way, I kind of agree with you both. I, I'm not usually one to ride the fence, but in this case, both bets make sense. Uh, myself, personally, I've only bet the over. I've got enough stake on the Sharks to finish bottom and a couple other teams. Uh, but uh, you got to think about these things like a 12% chance. Like this team, considering they, they finished uh, what, fourth or fifth bottom last year, and uh, the fact that uh, you know the Ducks should be a little bit better, Blackhawks uh, should be a little bit better and whatnot, but there's a, there's a good the chance that this team's... Yeah, I mean, the, the Sharks are the only ones in the bottom tier that really are worse, so at that Less than 12% chance. I think the odds are are pretty good for for bottom tier there at plus 750. But at the same time, you gotta go. You gotta you gotta put your money where your mouth is, and you gotta back a team. So yes, I did not bet the the uh, the worst team, but I did bet the over 70 and a half points. So I'm with you and the Canadians, but I'm not ruling out the uh, the worst team angle. I think Ryan's got a a, a good bet there. And yeah, I, I I would take the over points rather than the under points, but I'm not laying minus 110 on on under 70. I'd rather, as Joel said, I think there's a better a better chance. You explained it beautifully. Hmm. I don't uh, like, I don't like percentage. <laughs> this guy's going Scott Steiner math. You know what, me. talent? You just like all the teams that you hate, right? Like uh, what oh, in I, Boston and Montreal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, honestly, you're not wrong. Stockholm like, syndrome. Stockholm syndrome. I just want I just want rivalries, bro. I want shit to beat shit. You know what it is? I want real rivalries. And we used to have that with the Habs when I was a kid. When I was growing up, Ottawa was our biggest thing. When I was in high school, college, it was the Bruins. I'm sick of always hearing Canucks fans and Oilers fans and Jets fans telling me, oh, we got a rivalry. We don't. These are the teams we hate. And the teams that I hate, I want to be good so that we can fucking have a battle, you know? The Bruins just want just have one of the best seasons in history. The Bruins obviously the Canadians knocked you out a few years ago. And the Senators are up and coming. Like like I know. That's what I'm saying. Oh. All right. Let's let's P- get on. P- 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 poor Leafs fans. They don't have any good rivals. 
We do have. Oh, I mean, we don't have the Flyers and the Devils. Don't get oh, us wrong. Don't get the Flyers and Devils. Come on. Like, I'm just battle, saying. Battle the Turnpike. I want the teams that are calling us out to be the teams that we want to beat, right? And let's face it. When Ottawa was good, the Leafs were shit. When Montreal was good, the Leafs were shit. Toronto and Boston have had great fucking things going the past couple of years and shit. But I want to see all four of us. And they're all in the Atlantic. I want all four of us just to be fucking throwing bombs at each other. That's what I want. What, what, what about Sergeyev wow, talk, talking shit that was translated wrong? Did you enjoy that? Honestly, like, I, I'll be honest with you. The... But to me, there's no hatred for Tampa. It's a respect for Tampa, you know? And the Sergachev thing, I, I love Sergachev. This guy talks shit about every team that he fucking goes against. So I can't, hey, I'm not taking it personally. But these are the, maybe I'm nostalgic, Ryan, but these are the teams that I give a fuck about, you know? Uh, yeah, completely. And uh, Florida has no history anyway. We, we, we are brought to you by VEASAN. Sign up now and save 40% off football season special when you use promo code SGP. VSIN.com slash subscribe, promo code SGP. Uh, Sean and Ryan are in a contest going head-to-head with other shows to see who sells the most subscriptions. The winning show gets a $1,000 Super Bowl future, and they will cut you in on the prize if they win. So go to VSIN.com slash subscribe and use promo code SGP to sign up. And then go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash VSIN to submit your proof of purchase. If they win, you'll get to vote on what team to use a $1,000 Super Bowl future on. And if it hits, you're going to equal piece of the action. So make sure to go to VSIN.com slash subscribe using promo code SGP. Then over to the website slash VSIN to submit. And win bigger by betting smarter this NFL season with Hall of Fame Bets, the sports betting analytics platform for parlays, player props, and game lines. Enter any parlay into Hall of Fame's Bets Parlay Optimizer tool to get hit rates broken down by leg, as well as a whole, uh, expected probability for the entire parlay. Sort all players by hit rate for any team, bet, for any bet to learn which players are hot and which picks have value. Stop betting in the dark and join over 30,000 users researching with Hall of Fame Bets to craft more intelligent, data-driven parlays. Download the Hall of Fame Bets app or visit hofbets.com and use code SGPN to get 50% off your first month today. Start researching, start winning with Hall of Fame Bets. All right, we're keeping it moving here in the Atlantic. We're going to keep it going. We're going to talk about the Detroit Red Wings here. Uh, you know, we're in a couple years into the whole Iser plan thing that we got going on. This down, is the team. That down, down. What? Just, what? Just let me take over. Just let me take over. Because when you, right. you, you start talking, you, you tend to repeat yourself in, uh, in each <laughs> segment. So just let me. This is this is Joel's baby. Go. Yeah, just just let me do this, and then we'll we'll keep it organized. So just talk about the last season. All right. So last year, the Wings were floating in between the bubble playoff teams and the putrid bottom of the barrel teams. This is the kind of purgatory you don't want to be in, especially since they have not really hit on any of their higher draft picks except more cider. Uh, this is the purgatory that is perpetuated by the hastening of the Iser plan as Detroit went heavy on free agent signings last year, but they only impacted the team to the extent of keeping them out of the depths of the East. So uh, what's also concerning is that despite a lack of talent, Detroit finished 11th in shooting percentage in all situations, which suggests some negative regression this coming season. It's also concerning that Lucas Raymond himself regressed last season after a great rookie campaign. So Wings fans would be hoping that this was just a, a sophomore slump and he continues to develop positively going forward. So, Definitely a bad season for the Red Wings, considering the fact that they were aiming to get the playoffs. They didn't get there, and they expended the assets to to do so, and they ended up in the bubble. So they didn't uh, get the best draft pick. Oh, Nate Danielson is going to be a pretty good pick, I think, going forward. But still, unsuccessful season in 2022 for the Detroit Red Wings. 
Yeah, the Red Wings were exactly where where you don't want to be as a fan. Like you you want this team to win. You know they're not good enough to make the playoffs and even if they somehow make the playoffs, they're not good enough to win the cup. But you but they're not tanking enough where it's like you take joy in them losing to get a better pick. It's just like it's just like you said it, it, it was purgatory for them. I mean, Larkin had a good season, 32 goals, 79 points. David Perron was a great pickup for them. Uh, Kubelik, who, who they traded away, was good. Uh, Maurice Sider is, is a great defenseman for them. But yeah, the, the Red Wings—they traded away Bertuzzi now, who's up, up in up in Toronto. Like, it just seems that there they were in flux and continue to be in flux. Like, I, I'm just completely confused by by this Red Wings team. Yeah, I I think you know, especially we saw it kind of last year with this Detroit team, and they they fucking suck. Hey, there's no way around it. I'm I'm even less higher on you guys and we'll get to that eventually on this team but we saw it last year there was there's nothing special to talk about it they, they they relied last year a lot on the free agency pool coming in yes they made the the, the trades of you know the the Bertuzzi's and shit like that at the deadline last year to Boston and stuff so that's that's a thing but uh I'm just you know I I think this team's fucking brutal yo so <laughs> Yeah, they are brutal. They are Detroit, um, but they, you know, we got to at least, uh, we, we can talk about the Wild being brutal, but the, the Red Wings at least have the history to back them up and whatnot, being the original 16 and all the glory that comes with that and the Stanley Cup. So at least this is a team that you could fear as well as respect. Um, but yeah, as for their offseason grade, Eisman, he doubled down on his aggressive strategy this offseason, trading for Debrinkat. Debrinkat and signing JT Confer, Shane Gosses Bear, Justin Hall, Daniel Sprong. While uh, Confer is not good enough to be the second center on a contender like the Avalanche on a team deprived of any meaningful center talent, he should be an upgrade. Decat uh, will also, of course, be counted on to score the goals. Uh, could help offset some of that shooting percentage regression we mentioned earlier. While Sprong is a nice utility player, will add much needed depth. I'm not sure why Kraken let him go. And uh, Goss's barrel will be counted on to improve the second power play unit that looks pretty sad on paper. And Justin Hall is Justin Hall. Uh, but yeah, the, the, these moves had better work because the Wings certainly do not want to end up as the ninth worst team again. Still stuck in position purgatory, and Eiserman will probably end up uh, on the hot seat if if that's the case. Oh, we're giving him a, a what do we get? B minus, I guess. C plus, B minus, something like that. Yeah, yeah, it's somewhere somewhere in there because you they they made good moves. The Debrinkat trade was was a good one there, kind of swooping in and buying buying a bit low on, on Debrinkat when they couldn't get the Ottawa couldn't get the value they wanted. I think if you put Andre Cop uh, Andrew Andrew Cop and JT Comfort together, they could maybe be like a good second line center. But having them as, as your two middle six centers can maybe get by with 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 the defense that they had. I mean, Gostas Bear third third pair power play specialist, perfect. Justin Hall uh, third pair. Brown and uh, Jeff Petrie as well to hold help out help out that second pair. So yeah, I think the Red Wings definitely got better, but I don't know if they got better to the point where they can go from you know a bubble to a contender. They're not they're not a contender yet. Are they a playoff team? Still probably not. I still don't see enough talent there. I, I like to bring out. I like Larkin. I think that's a good top line there with Raymond as well. But then after that, I mean, I don't see where where the goals are coming from unless David Perron can find that found in a youth again. Uh, I do like do like their defense, but it's it's going to be pretty much the opposite of the Canadians. They they can they can defend a bit as long as they get solid goaltending, which I'm not sure about with uh, Villa Husso and James Reimer, the nerd back there in net. But uh, I, I like I like like their defense and I like their top line. But besides that, uh, I don't like too much off season grade. 
uh, I guess C plus given given what they did combined with the the place they're at. So kind of meets in the middle. Who's the bigger nerd talent, Justin Hall or James Reimer? <laughs> Hall's not really a nerd. Hall loves his golf. Reimer's the fucking Shermanator, bro. So that's not even a question. Um, yeah, I I'm kind of against you guys. Like, I I know the you would what do you give them a B minus and then a C plus on their off season? I think their off season fucking sucked, bro. The Dupercat addition was fucking great. You can't get wrong with that. That's a player that anybody would like to have on their team. But you look at the defensemen, dude. They brought in fucking Justin Hall, Oli Madden, Shane Gothisberger, and they brought in fucking Ben Sherratt last year too. These are four guys that are pretty much the same players. They're the same nothing. They're all fucking pretty much 30 years old, late 30s, pushing 30. And they're all just mid, like a lower mid, if you ask me. So, uh, yes, Mort Sider's an absolute fucking killer back there. That's a player you want. You know, trading for Jeff Petrie, I'm not a 35-year-old Jeff Petrie. I'm not convinced that's a great play either, man. It's just, it's the, it's, it's the same guys. It's like you got like mirrors. Just It's like you're going to walk into a fun house and there's just a bunch of mirrors. You just see the same motherfuckers back there. And I don't think that any of them are that great as they currently stand in the NHL. Uh, you look at goaltending. I think Vinny Husso is an absolute fucking fraud. I said it from the days he was with St. Louis. And everybody's saying this guy's a number one. I think he had 20 good games. And everybody said, okay, he's an absolute stud. And then they fucking overpaid him, giving him a fucking, what does he got right now? He's got... Two years left, so it would have been a three-year contract of $4.75 million for a guy that sucks. I don't agree with that, uh, especially when you look at some of the comparable contract prices around the league when it comes to like a Gorgiev or even a Samsonov. Uh, and then James Reimer, 35 years old, so you're running with a tandem of Billy Husso and James Reimer. I think that's fucking terrible. So, yes, Dylan Larkin is an absolute fucking stud. Uh, obviously, he's been there for a while. Same with Lucas Raymond. I think that kid's going to be absolutely great. But even offensively, besides like those two and Debrinkat, Conference service. Well, there's guys, but as far as an offseason, man, I I think they did a lot, but they did nothing. You know, like yes, they made a lot of moves, a lot of signings, some decent, some trades. But realistically, did those teams make them better? I I don't think so. Was Eiserman helped by uh, Florida's tax-free status? Is that why he was so good? And <laughs> Joel Joel's conspiracy grows. Oh man, maybe maybe yeah, it could be those contracts that were signed, and it, there's, there's a possibility. So far in Detroit, it's not looking good. And I think that he will be in the hot seat if this season goes like the last. Um, but uh, anyway, so far as projecting forward with so much turnover year over year, it's a bit tougher to project a team like the Red Wings because it's it's almost like it's a half different team. Um, still, that lack of continuity can only hurt, at least in the beginning of the season, which is when pressure will be at its highest. Same thing happened last year. Wings had a stronger finish of the season than their start, even after trading Bertuzzi. Um, think about it like uh, when you get a bunch of new guys in the locker room they're not going to gel right away and the same thing's going to happen this year um, when first coach fired markets come out we will definitely look at it there like Lalonde. obviously it's only his second year with the team and he's close with Eisman from his Tampa days but with Eisman himself starting to feel a bit of pressure it's possible that he tries to stir things up quickly by getting someone else on the bench you know uh, this little thing to keep in mind um but, yeah, the Wings fans will be hoping for bounce-back seasons from Lucas Raymond, Ben Chirot, uh I don't rate him at all. And most importantly, Billy Huso, talent doesn't rate at all, who finished last year with minus 13 goals saved of expected. But we're more bearish on this team as a whole and think missing the playoffs by 15 points, a lot likelier than missing the playoffs by five points, meaning they are spending another year in purgatory, which hopefully means Steve Eisman is done in Detroit. Yeah, uh, I don't see this team making the playoffs whatsoever, given the 
given the five or six teams ahead of them. Uh, I don't think they have, have what it takes to, to compete with them. I, I mean, they have some good pieces, as I've said, but I, I don't trust their goaltending. Don't don't really trust their their depth at all. Um, if, we're, if we're doing bets now, point totals at 85 and a half. I, I love the under there. Um, I also found missed playoffs at minus 265. I know that's like a lot of juice to, to have held Wait. up in held up until April. I mean, but that, that's something where, I mean, they're, they're not making the playoffs. They're, they're, they're just not they're like, I don't even think the Red Wings themselves think they have a good chance of making the playoffs. So you can find, you can find that somewhere They're They're minus 300 elsewhere. I think that's still, still fine. But I think under 85 and a half is, 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 is probably, probably the best look. I mean, they're, they had what 80 points last year, 74 points the year before. I don't think they're that much better this year. They're probably worse. Yeah. Dude, I got a buddy that's a Detroit fan. We were talking about this a couple of weeks ago, and he was he was going off. He's optimistic, right? He's like, you just don't understand the eyes are playing. And you know what? He's right. I thought, I don't. I don't. Like, yeah, I'm does sorry. anyone? Yeah, who does? Exactly. Like, uh, even something as simple, and maybe this is like, a change of pace or whatever, but giving up on a player like Philip Zadina, yes, he definitely hasn't panned out to anything close to what he was expected when he was drafted, but that's still a young, serviceable player. And if you can't rehab him, then what the fuck are we supposed to do with all these other guys that we have, man? Not to say that they need a rehab for some of these players, obviously like a Larkin and Debrinkat, but uh, like a Raymond, even like a Joey Valino, like is he a fucking barn burner either? No, this guy was a first round pick for Christ's sake. So I, I don't know, man. Like I honestly, I, this is what I was getting at last kind of preview here. I think the Habs are better than the Red Wings. I know you guys might not agree with that, but on paper running through it, yes, Montreal sucks on defense. Yes, fucking both teams' goaltenders, in my opinion, aren't that great. You could argue Billy Huso, as much as I hate him, is better than what the Habs have. I'm not going to argue that. But offensively, man, like I think Montreal beats the fucking piss out of this team. So I guess, I guess what caught me more off guard is the difference that there's a 15-point total in between when it comes, I like get discrepancy when it comes to point totals between these two teams. And I feel like it should be a lot more fucking closer than that, dude. But I don't know. I'm against Detroit. Um, if anything, I'd bet them to finish fucking worst in the league this year. I, I don't hate that. Larkin down or something, then fucking who knows, right? So uh, I, I don't know. I think this team absolutely fucking sucks. And it's a shame, though. I, I think it's worth saying that we just shit on Eiserman a little bit. This is a, this is. This is a guy that we all grew up watching, and he was a fucking absolute stud and absolute killer. And we saw what we did in Tampa, and we're like, yes, this is awesome. This guy, no matter what he touches, everything turns to gold. And coming back to a place as as important and significant to him as Detroit, it's like, hell yeah, man. That's exactly what we wanted. But unfortunately, it's been a few years now, and uh, there's not much to really smile upon, yo. So I don't know. I want to see the best for Stevie I in Detroit, uh, but it's just not looking great, yo. I would say that the Canadians are possibly more talented than the Red Wings, but the Red Wings have the experience on their side. I think they have a better depth and better, like, better defense and goaltending, which is more important than than skillful forwards. But what would you rather have? Would you rather, sorry, would you rather have a team of like with a core of thirty-year-old defensemen that are bound to finish fucking in the bottom five, bottom eight of the league, or would you rather have a group of younger players that are striving to be better? You know? Oh, I would, I would rather be be a Canadians fan than a Red Wings fan right now. But for this this season, I think the Red Wings are better positioned to to finish closer to the playoffs while the Canadians are gonna fall to the bottom. I'm talking from in the dressing room, man, not as a fan. You look around oh, you. in the dressing you're all, room. You're yeah. all looking like we're 30 years old. What the fuck are we doing here? I'd rather be 22 in Montreal and looking around saying, like, okay, oh. let's do something special, you know? Com- completely agree, yeah. And, and the Red Wings, like, maybe they're just going to try to play their way out because if they don't see any, any path ahead. Uh, Canadians have more upside, right? Mm-hmm. And I do agree with Town that there's, it should be closer than 
84, 85 and a half to 70 and a half. It should be closer. That's why I bet the over on the Canadians and the under on the Red Wings. So that, yeah, that's my bet under on the Red Wings point. I'm not going to believe that this team could continue to turn over the roster, believing that these magical free agent or, uh, yeah, free agent signings can again make the difference or, or signing to Brinkett or trading for to Brinkett can make the difference here. Uh, it's, it's, it's max of uh, just putting, um, you know, bubble gum on your gaping wound of a leg. You're bleeding out, and then all of a sudden uh, you need to make this this big deal trade. It just be, it speaks of desperation on the part of the management. So, yeah, uh, I'm not I'm not high on this team at all. And uh, yeah, the Canadians do have more upside. It's just uh, the overall talent of the roster is is yeah, it's superior for the Red Wings, but uh, of course their point total is a lot higher. So I I think it should be a, a little closer between the two. Yeah, I was shocked when I was writing down the show notes and I saw 70 and a half and then 85 and a half because that, that's w- way too wide of a gap. All right, yo, is that uh, is that pretty much wrap it up? Yep. All right, everybody go check out the SGPN website, Sports Gambling Podcast Network website. That's the place to be. Tons of stuff going on in the world of sports. I hate doing preview shows about these shit teams. There's nothing to get fucking excited about, yo. Uh, anyways, go there. Tons of stuff going on. We got hockey. Preseason's been absolutely fucking sick. Uh, I don't know if there's preseason basketball, but if you like basketball and you're Not listening. Yet. Not yet. Is it? What do they do, like a week? Like two I weeks? Think like, I think it starts. They had a whole summer league already. I think it starts next week. These guys don't even want to play the regular season, for fuck's sake. So how can you expect them to want to play? <laughs> uh, what else we got? We got NFL. We got college. It's absolutely popping off. It's been fucking sick. Baseball playoffs are right around the corner. Yo, we got the Ryder Cup coming up. Uh, so tons of stuff going on in the world of sports. Always stuff going on in the MMA world. Uh, you can check all that out uh, at the SGPM website. Read the articles. Ryan's always pumping out shit. Ryan, you got another couple things queued up the next couple days or what? Yeah, I got the Atlantic went out on uh, Wednesday here. I'm going to have the Metropolitan on Thursday, I believe, Thursday or Friday. And I think that that might be it. That might be it for uh, for this week. Hell yeah. Um, all right, we'll do that. Uh, listen to the other shows too, man. Everybody does a fucking kick-ass job. All the sports we talked about this podcast are fucking all of them great way to kind of learn some stuff if you don't know it uh and of course shout out to all our friends and pals in the discord yo discord's popping up i uh, burp i haven't looked in there tonight i'm sure there's stuff going on though yo there always is especially this close to the season yo so that's great to see uh, so get your ass in the discord if you're not in the discord you're definitely not making money if you want to get in the discord but you're not in there you can reach out to myself or ryan uh on twitter we'll be sure to point you in the right direction you can reach out to the hgp twitter account intern's been fucking killing it so happy to have him he's doing a hell of a fucking job as well uh, I, I don't know, Julia. I don't even know how they can fucking get a hold of you. You can't. You fucking can't. But we'll be sure to help you out. So you're all fucking good. Uh, anyway, shut up, friends and pals in the Discord, bro. Yeah, and make sure you're subscribed to the Hockey Event Podcast. Uh, sg.pn slash hockey for Apple. Uh, sg.pn slash hockey s for Spotify. Leave us a uh, rating and review. So I have something to read here, other, other than just begging for reviews every show. All right, guys. My name is Talon Jenkins. You can find me at Twitter at Talon underscore Jenkins 94. I'm Ryan Gilbert. You can follow me on Twitter at rgilbertsop. I'm Joel Meyer. You'll find me saying, let's go, Rory. Let's go, Rory. <laughs> Fuck you, bro. <laughs> <laughs> All right, everybody. Thanks for hanging out. Peace.